0: Hi, and welcome to Better Together. I'm Michael. I'm Tony. And we are
1: Better Better Together. Together.
0: This is the anniversary edition. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight is June, this is June 15th, 2020. By the time you listen to this, today will have already been over. But today we are celebrating 24 glorious years of marriage. Yep. And so we just wanted to do something today to share this moment with you. We are happily married and so in love with each other. And there's a lot of things that we would change, but wouldn't trade them for anything.
1: No, not anything. No. So happy uh, anniversary, baby.
0: Happy anniversary, my love.
1: We actually just came out of corporate prayer and brotherhood and sisterhood. And uh, what started out as a study on... Walking through storms, ended up with an impromptu question marriage. and answer on marriage and stuff. <laughs> it was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, so here's here's kind of where we uh, thought we might uh, just start tonight. We 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 started these to stay connected. We started these podcasts to stay connected. One of the things that we did was this was another opportunity to encourage the body of Christ to stay connected. Um, and 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 so tonight. Um, we just want to encourage you with a little bit of our story. I mean, obviously, we're not going to share all the gory details of you know the, <laughs> the knockdown dragouts that we've all had over the years. Uh, I'm sure that some of you listening uh, married folks have you've had a few of those um, but but god
1: yeah twenty four uh, years that's a big deal
0: twenty four years ago twenty four years ago, right about now, we were. Um, we were celebrating our we were at our re- wedding reception at uh, First Assembly of God on Parkman Road in Warren, Ohio yeah we were in the uh, Iker Center out back at our uh our uh, our party our wedding reception
1: yep, and I said this morning twenty four years ago I woke up Tony Broadway and I went to sleep Tony Lagueris.
0: How about that yeah. I woke up a, a Michael Lagaris and went to bed that night. Michael Lagaris
1: yes, but a married Michael Lagaris but
0: a married. And I, I remember just laying. <laughs> I remember the night that we went to uh, the night of our wedding. We we stayed at the Avalon Inn uh, in Howland, uh, which at the at the time was a very nice hotel, and it's still it's very nice. They've just renovated it. It's very nice but um there were a few years where it wasn't so nice and yeah. uh but i remember laying in in the hotel that night and i remember um i don't have the ring ring on that i had that 15, uh, 24 years ago it's at home in my in my box but i remember looking at the ring and i just told you this i just remember looking at my hand thinking wow i'm forever married now i'm i'm married in a good way it was just a reality that You know, I belong to you and you belong to me. And we, we share this new life together. And it was a beautiful reality. And although I can't see myself in this Silicon, um, active man, wear ring right now, (laughs) I see myself married to you until we're old and gray. And if you can't see this, she's reaching to me right now with her pinky. That's our little sign that everything's going to be okay.
1: We stay connected. We
0: stay connected. And we often say, um, We've, we've walked through quite a few um, difficult seasons and difficult times with uh, other, mar- other married couples. Um, and I believe that God has given us wisdom to help other couples through which uh, some was gleaned from some of the, the storms that we walked through. And we've often, and no, all the time, in every case, we've, we have encouraged each couple that the goal of marriage is not happiness. The goal of marriage is not, you know, success in man's eyes to have the big house, to have the fancy car, to have all of the toys. The goal of marriage is connection. Mm-hmm. And it was God who instituted marriage, the sanctity of marriage between one man and one woman and and it's a choice. Love is a choice. We often tell people it's a choice that, um, you know, we've got a lot of people who just, they get uncomfortable, they get mad, they get offended. And because they never deal with the situation, it festers and it goes under the skin until it gets to a point where there's now an infection that is so bad that it's it's difficult to work through. But love is a choice.
1: yeah. You know, I, on your anniversary, you think back over the years and, um, this isn't going to be like a super heavy podcast. We're going to drop some wisdom.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, um, the first few years of marriage, you're just trying to figure out this crazy person that you married that you thought you knew that you didn't really know.
0: Are you saying I'm crazy?
1: Well, no, I was feeling sorry for you being married to me (laughs) (laughs) and all of my craziness. I tell him sometimes I give you a lot of personalities to pick from. Oh my gosh. But we moved immediately away from yeah. family and friends from Ohio to Oklahoma, yeah within days of getting married and uh, spent a couple years out there by our, ourselves, which I think was a blessing of the Lord because our time was our own we didn't yeah, have family I would agree. Uh, commitments we just had that time to just root and in our marriage, and get our love nice and rooted, and uh, get to know one another. Because when we first got married, my parents got divorced when I was little, and my idea of the perfect marriage was my grandma and Grandpa Broadway. And she made him breakfast every day. Oh, yeah. And so I thought that's what a good wife did was make them <laughs> breakfast every day. And so I'm making eggs and bacon and biscuits and oatmeal, Gravy sometimes and pancakes. Oh. And, and he, every day for like a month and he's eating this big breakfast. You
0: guys, you know where the, the, uh, the, the, the freshman 15 comes from when you first get married? <laughs> that's where it came from so. right there. I got big...
1: So I make it in breakfast every day. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of our first month <laughs> of marriage, he looks at me and says,
0: babe, I don't even like breakfast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, well, I just eat oatmeal. I was making this for you. Yeah. But I thought I knew him and I thought I knew what it meant to be a good wife. I'm air quoting here. And uh, you just spend that first few years just getting to know each other. And then the next twenty four years still getting to know each yeah, other, right? but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting.
0: It's been a journey. <laughs> it's been a journey. We've had a lot of fun and, um, I think a, lo- a lot, of the fun comes from, um, just what you said, you know, figuring it out, you know, this is the, this is the adventure side of marriage. And I think that if your marriage is so predictable, goodness gracious, you know, that's the beauty of walking by faith and not by sight. A lot of times we're trusting God. We were in Oklahoma for the first two years of our marriage. And you said something that I really think that it really contributed to, um, the adventure. You know, we, we didn't, we did ask when we got into, you know, areas like concerning finances, concerning, you know, wisdom on, you know, you jobs and things of that nature. But, I don't think that we had um, a lot of family that could have potentially said yay or nay and swayed us when we were really learning to hear from God for ourselves. And I think if there was anything I learned in that first couple years of our marriage was this, Michael, you're not just living life for yourself. Now you've got a wife. Now you've got, you know, we, did, we didn't have kids at that point, but we were, I was base I was leading the family now as I was supposed to, according to scripture, and I remember just thinking that weight of responsibility is now you better hear from the Holy Spirit. You know, this is where you have to learn to hear how to follow the Holy Spirit and lead your family as, as he's leading you. And, um, so I'm thankful for that. That was a great adventure. It was, uh, I remember us white knuckling it at times, you yeah. know, like, oh my God, what are we going to do? But the beautiful part of it was the Holy Spirit always showed up. Yeah. And every time we would pray, I remember kneeling at that God-awful, ugly furniture that we had.
1: Hey, somebody gave us that furniture. It no, was free. Th-
0: the furniture wasn't the bat. It was the mirrored. <laughs> tables. M- they tables. were free. I know, but I just felt like we were from the 70s. But and they were free. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I just remember thinking I was kneeling at this glass mirrored coffee table, looking <laughs> up my own nostrils while I was praying. <laughs> on <going, laughs> Lord, I hope you can hear me. And then I would just fog it up on purpose. Like, I don't want to look at myself. (laughs) But I remember it was at those, it was at those moments where we would just pray and we would pray in the Holy Ghost and we would just pray at that furniture that the Holy Spirit just begin to speak and say, I got you. It's going to be okay. I will lead you and guide you into all truth. And he would always, his voice always confirmed his word. And that's how we knew we were following his voice and the inner witness of the holy spirit on the inside of us according to romans 8:14 um we just begin to endeavor to follow him but i attribute a lot of that great adventure to you know the excitement was and the fact that we were on we you know we we were on our own on so to speak own
1: and you said something about marriage being predictable you don't want it to be predictable which is true if it's predictable you need to shake yourself out of that rut but i i think there's a difference between predictable and mundane
0: yeah cuz sometimes
1: true. life is just the same Sometimes and you're working your and, kids are going yeah. to school and you're going to work and there but there are things that you can do to shake it up it doesn't even have to cost money you can you know and make not, a card yeah. you can bring home flowers you can do something out of the ordinary to keep it fresh and to keep it exciting
0: Absolutely I think um, I think just a a note just we used to leave each other we heard a story when we were first married about this I think it was a fictional story. It could have been. No,
1: it was real. It was in a devotional.
0: It wasn't in a devotional. So yeah. it had to be true. If it was on the internet, hey, it had to be true.
1: Dr. Dobson wrote okay. it. Anyway, it was a real person. The name,
0: the couple. Don't burst
1: my bubble. The,
0: yeah, just kind of like. It's uh, a real person. Yeah. Go with me here. I'm going with you. <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now. Okay, so there was this couple that used to write notes to each other uh, all the time. There was an older couple and they would write Smiley on everything. S, S- H M H-M- I L Y. And they would write Smiley on everything. And uh, like when he would get out of the shower, he would write Schmiley In the on, fog. on the fogged up window or mirror. And um, she would write, make his lunch, and she would put little notes on his napkin, Smiley, and just leave it. And then I believe the story goes that one of them passed away. Yeah. And um, they found, before they. Had well, the one had passed away, they had found such joy in just shaking up their marriage and just avoiding the predictability and dealing with the mundane by writing these little smiley notes all over C, C or s-h-m-i-l-y all and the over grandkids the place
1: would see him i mean everybody everybody saw,
0: saw it and then um they would hide them they'd hide them in their shoes they'd hide them under the pillow they'd hide them you know in the car and they would just they would this was their this was their little notes that every time they saw one it reminded each other uh you know of the undying love for them and then when one day one one of them passed away One of the nieces or nephews or the grandchildren asked them, "What what is this? What's the secret to your success as long you know longevity in marriage?" And the one just simply said, "Smiley." And oh my gosh,
1: smiley means see see how much much I I love love you. So every time they saw those notes, they knew they were thinking of me and they love me. And I don't have mine on today. My puzzle, we have puzzle pieces. So
0: wait, wait, wait. So we got we had our vows renewed. Back in 2000 and I believe it was 17.
1: No, it was long Two. before. It was on our 15th.
0: It was on our 15th anniversary. Not
1: the anniversary, but the anniversary year. Year, yeah. Whatever so year that it was. was 2015. 2015. No.
0: That would have been. In
1: 2011.
0: 11. Yeah, you're right. 12. 2011. Yeah, 11. 12. 12. And um, so I remember we had heard this story, but I remember hearing that story and thinking, I want something that is going to remind her. So I went to Things Remember, that that cheesy store in the mall. We went together. We did. And we found these. And I'm actually wearing mine tonight. It's a puzzle piece I that I wear around, around my neck all the time. And I have the SHM on my puzzle piece that says, see how much. And she carries the, she usually wears the puzzle piece that says I-L-Y, I love you. And on the back of our puzzle piece, it has 615.96. So the year that we, and I never will forget our anniversary because no, when I you have put it. them
1: together. We're connected.
0: And when you put these pieces together, they fit together perfectly. So it was just my little way of reminding her that someday I may be gone, but you'll always remember how much I loved you. Yep. I hope you. Always remember, and I just want to stay connected to you forever. I want to encourage you, perhaps you're listening to this today and you're going through a a difficult time in your marriage or maybe the marriage has just gotten to the point where everything is just seeming mundane. There's hope. Mm -hmm. There's hope, but love is a choice. It's a verb. It's a choice. You have a choice in this matter, whether or not to stay in this predictable mundane state or whether you can... Um, make a decision to um, to reach for that other one because the goal of marriage is what
1: connection. It's
0: connection, and um, we know this that there's so there's not one thing in in Hollywood, there's not one thing in our society right now that is um, investing into the union of marriage. Everything seems to be vying to pull apart, to be vying for your attention, your your priority. Um, so we have to be intentional about our decisions for date night we have to be intentional about our time spent together um, and so we just want to encourage you uh, men can I just speak to you just for a minute we often say that if you don't like the fruit you need to check the root men are the initiators in the relationship women are are the responders if you do not like the way that your your wife is responding to your words to your actions to your behaviors then you should really look in the mirror and check how you are initiating what she is responding to because i can promise you this if if what she is responding to is is not kind she's going to respond the same way she's being initiated. So here's just a tip for all of you men out there. Buy your wife flowers. If you've never bought her flowers, buy her flowers. Surprise her with a gift. Yeah, something that she likes. Find out your wife's love language. Maybe it's, uh, you'll help me with these, babe. There are five love languages Mm -hmm. that uh, I believe it was Gary Chapman that wrote the book. Is that his name? Um, yes. Uh, Gary Chapman wrote a book called, uh, the five love languages and the five love languages that every one of us has at least one of these. Some of us have more than one. There are touch, mm-hmm. time well spent, mm-hmm. ti- uh, s-
1: acts, of, acts service. of
0: service, gifts, gifts, and there's words, always one that we've words, words of, of affirmation. affirmation. So there are five different love languages. You need to speak the one that she will respond to that fills her love tank and women the same way. But be careful not to speak the language that you're familiar with. So, for instance, if you... So, let's share ours. Mine is touch and um, words of affirmation. And yours is...
1: Acts of service. And words
0: of affirmation. And words
1: of affirmation.
0: So, sometimes I can... I know that I'm not speaking her language... If I'm buying her gifts, she doesn't, you know, she's not. Oh, uh, every
1: girl likes a good they gift do like every gifts, once in but a But she's
0: not ever been into but the. But do the dishes. Yeah, she wants, <laughs> she wants me to do the dishes. In fact, we've told a lot of couples this and, and I'm assuming. Without
1: being asked.
0: Without being asked, yeah. yes. Um, we're all, we're all adults here. But we've often said to couples, you know, men typically think sexually. They're, they're thinking, you know, they're, phys- they're physical. But we've often told uh, couples, look, the, uh the the intimacy never begins in the bedroom it usually begins in the kitchen when you're at doing the the, at the sink doing dishes and you're filling her love <laughs> or tank.
1: fixing or that or light, fixing the light or, or
0: cutting the lawn or yeah. doing things that are filling if her that's, love that's tank. her
1: love yeah. language
0: or speaking words of affirmation babe how was your day oh you look great today Really? Because that's what's priming the pump right there yeah. for the intimacy, the physical act of it, intimacy that we refer to in marriage. But it doesn't begin there. Yeah. It always begins with, you know. With speaking you know,
1: their, speaking love their language. Love language.
0: What were you going to say, love?
1: Um, no, I was going to share a scripture that um, you were talking about the whole initiator yeah. thing. And I just want to encourage the guys that that's true. And um, in Ephesians the Apostle Paul tells men what their job is and women what their job is. Oh,
0: this is good.
1: Men are to...
0: Love the woman as Christ loved the church.
1: And laid his... And laid
0: his life down for her.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so I think men have the more difficult oh, job, but the Apostle Paul amen. goes into great detail about what the woman is supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And she, he says, let every wife see that... She respects and reverences her husband, that she notices him, notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him, loves him, and admires him exceedingly.
0: Exceedingly, baby. Exceedingly.
1: So we're supposed to do all those things exceedingly. But can I just say that... If he is loving the wife, there you go, like Christ loved the church. The automatic response from the wife is going to be to do all these things because when we feel loved from Christ, our automatic response is to praise him, to worship him, to draw close to him, to be near him. Yeah, and uh, so
0: and I would say this too that, um, you know, guys, guys who perhaps may be listening to this, the the difficult thing, once you understand this, you it, the light goes on. But until you hear somebody say this to you, you you won't understand it. And I had to have somebody tell me, Michael, the finish line is not when you get home from work at the end of an, a busy, long, hardworking day. The finish line is after you've met her needs spoken to her let her ask the questions let her get the details women are very detail oriented so this is a lot of our early marriage went a lot like this hey Han, how was your day good
1: yeah that's not good enough good yeah
0: <laughs> well you know yeah anyway, it was hard a was lot hot. of
1: our early conflicts
0: yeah we're Con- over we're over that yeah
1: my being detailed and you're not being detailed because he would say like Oh, we should be doing this or let's have, you know, do this. And he'd have great vision about something. And then I'd ask all the detail questions because I feel safe with information yeah, yeah. and I wasn't getting enough information. So I didn't feel safe, but he felt like when I was asking the questions that I didn't respect his you were vision me, and that yeah. I didn't support him and that I just was questioning, constantly questioning him and trying to control everything, which itty bitty teeny weeny. Part of me was a control freak, and I'm better at that now, and I'm getting better every day. But...
0: (laughs) Jesus, help us. But But when
1: we figured out what the conflict was, I learned to precede my questions with...
0: I'm just looking for information.
1: Yeah, or to start with, wow, that sounds exciting. I need a little more information to feel safe.
0: And guys, you have to be careful because um you you can start to think why is she so this, I got this what does she not have any you know no, trust no confidence in me, no, no confidence trust in me. me in my leadership I'm a good leader and uh I, I'll be honest with you part of my man pride said that said those things but the reality was this guys if the goal of marriage is connection yeah and she's reaching for connection don't shut it down or cut it off by say, with pride and say well, I can't give you five minutes to explain and to connect with you. It's been a very long day. Guess what? It's probably been a long day for her. And, and if I remember correctly, we had three kids in three years oh. all on top of each other. Boom, boom, boom. And my long day was nothing compared to her long day. She was ready to pull her hair out by the time I got home from a 16-hour day. And all she wanted was some adult connection. And I was too proud to say, babe, let's just sit down. We'll... We'll put the kids down in front of a, a VeggieTales, and we'll just talk. But a lot of times, I was stupid, and
1: we both know, were.
0: And we would just blow right past that. But you know what? But we, it
1: turned into a bad thing because we became it roommates.
0: It did. We became roommates, and um, we loved our we loved our family, but we just couldn't stand each other. Yeah. And. Um,
1: God healed our marriage. But he did. And look, here we are 24 years later. I,
0: I do think this too, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of couples that go into marriage that don't really count the cost. You know, we've had a lot of couples that have come to us and said, Hey, would you marry us? When the real comment and question should have been, can we pick your brains? Yeah. You know, a a lot of this generation has, you know, they find out that we're pastors and immediately they're like, Hey, will you marry us? We want to get married. Well, why don't we sit down and talk, you know, and, and just let, let's, let's see what's going on here. Let's see, because they, 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 as pastors, I, I, it's just always boggled my mind. You want me to bless something that I don't even know anything about. You want me to give my approval on something. Look, You can go to the you could go to the justice of the peace and get married. Yeah, if that's all you're looking for is to put some a stamp of approval of legality on it. But let's examine this, and I think so many couples go into marriage not understanding that this is going to require some work. And I think they think that it's... To keep
1: it healthy exactly. and to keep it vibrant to and, keep and to keep, it, keep healthy, it strong. To
0: keep it full of joy, to stay connected, you've got to invest into the connection. Yeah. But to just say, you know what, I'm just going to sit at home and my time off, and I'm just going to play video games, guys or girls. I'm just going to go out with my girlfriends on the nights that I could be at home with my... You know, there's a lot of things that vie for our attention. But if we're not working towards an active, intentional connection, your marriage... Um, will end.
1: Yeah. It will end.
0: But here's Or you'll what, be miserable. Or you'll be miserable. And I, I'll just say this, and then, babe, I want you to say something, but um, you'll get out of your marriage what you invest into your marriage. Yes, you do. And, and didn't Jesus say something like that? The measure with which you give shall be given Even back to you. And so the measure with which we connect and we reach, guys, if your wife has been dying for connection. Can I just tell you, and if she's frustrated because you, your lack of connection, it's time to put down the thing that's vying for your connection and connect with her. Yeah. Women, it's the same thing. It's time to connect. Yeah, It's time to invest and to be intentional.
1: Yeah, when we got married, we had one premarital counseling <laughs> session that was like 10 minutes long. No, wait. Do you love each other? Do you love Jesus? Okay, you'll be okay. In
0: their defense, we had two Two with two different pastors, and they were both about a half an hour each long. They weren't
1: very long. Maybe one and was
0: 10 minutes. One of
1: them was just going over what the wedding was going to be. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't have a lot of counseling or preparation for marriage as we were going into it. We were mm-hmm. just dumb enough <laughs> to think we love Jesus, we love each other, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be. But well, it totally, totally. <laughs> Totally. You need more information than that, which is why when we counsel couples, we take them through nine long sessions. We take them
0: through nine weeks. And
1: we want them to have all the tools in their tool belt that they're going to need to have a nice, healthy marriage, which we didn't have. But thank God he rescued our marriage, took us out of that place of being roommates. We went through a year of counseling which was the most expensive, but most productive, <laughs> rewarding, yeah. blessed in, investment into our marriage that we've ever, ever made. And he um, completely turned it around. And now, I, you know, we have a fabulous marriage. It's not perfect, yeah, but I love our marriage.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, I don't remember uh, our counselor's last name, but his first name was Ron. And uh, God bless you, Ron. Yeah. God bless you. You, We
1: appreciate you, Ron. We,
0: you know, I... I,
1: We are fruit of your labors. We
0: are. We are. Someday when we get to heaven... And we continue to
1: give it on. We
0: continue to give a lot of that same advice to a lot of our couples that we walk through, but...
1: Yeah, um, and listen, if you have something against counseling because you think it means you're broken or because you just think you should be able to fix it yourself... Go to counseling.
0: Amen. You know, if sometimes
1: you're, you just need an outside perspective.
0: Yeah. If your arm was broken, you'd go to the doctor and get it casted or get pins put in it or Amen. have surgery put in it. But here's the reality when your marriage is broken, you need a third party perspective to at least listen. Because here's what we've understood we all are great at communicating. It's not the communication. Everybody
1: communicates.
0: But a lot of times we're communicating in such an emotional rash or wrong way.
1: Yeah. Unhealthy.
0: It's unhealthy. And none of us want to listen. So you are more apt to listen to perspective. From a third perspective. And what,
1: what helped was we would both talk and share our side of what happened. Yeah. And the counselor would go, do you hear what he's saying?
0: Do you hear what she's saying? And then
1: I would say what I thought I heard him saying, and he's like, that's not what he's saying at all. And it yeah. really helped us to understand each other. Each, yeah,
0: that was great. And
1: uh, to, to really see each other and uh, see our faults and all of it. And I jokingly said it at the end of uh, Brotherhood and Sisterhood tonight with our impromptu yeah. talk that um, I just lost my train of thought. What did I say? You said tonight
0: at the end of Brotherhood Yeah, I said something.
1: I was joking. Do you hear him? Do you hear him? I don't remember. It was pretty profound when oh, I was Oh, I to guess say it was. It's gone.
0: Um You know, we, we often have um, taken our couples. <laughs> You're cracking yourself up now, babe. Um, we've often gone through these um, premarital classes that, um, again, big shout out to Danny Silk, uh, who was a yeah. pastor. At Bethel in Redding, California, but he makes a statement. We use some of his material and he makes this statement. It's my job. I I imagine myself as the goalie in an an ice hockey game. I imagine myself as the goalie, as the the counselor. And every time you're shooting an idea to me, it's my job to deflect it back and hit it back to you. And if you can get it past me, then, hey, guess what? You got a point. And um, we'll acknowledge that. But our jobs as pastors and as counselors and as spiritual leaders, we just wanna make sure that people are going into marriage with eyes wide open, that they understand that in it a takes a good way. It, yeah, absolutely. And and to see the true goals of marriage are connection. You just let me guess. I remember. The light what I just was went saying. on and she remembered. <laughs> so she's gonna cut me off in the middle of the sentence. This is how fights start, guys, right? Here. No,
1: I'm just gonna no, hold my thought and not listen to what you're no, saying. No, you're
0: gonna forget it. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. So our job is to make people aware of the fact that love <laughs> is a love is an action, it's intentional, and it's work and it takes work, but it's so well worth it oh, if you'll continue so to work. It. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was
0: gosh. Go ahead. I'm laughing too hard. My God, woman, what is wrong with you? Okay, right. I
1: remember. Go ahead. What I was gonna say was, yes. I was teasing because when we would get into arguments, I would just go downstairs all angry and oh, change yeah. loads Here. of laundry and like, God, you've got to fix him. God's on my you side. You need to change this about him, and you need to change this about him. And and uh, as soon as I would take a breath and stop talking, the Holy Spirit would say, "But have you noticed this about you?" Hmm. And then you know he agreed with me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sometimes we're so sure it's the other person. Hey. Yeah. Hey now. Go ahead. What are you doing over there? Go ahead. That's how fights start. <laughs> <laughs> Stop right. playing with the Go sound ahead. equipment. <laughs> Go ahead. We're so convinced that every problem in the marriage is them. Where if we would just take a second and listen to the Holy Spirit, he's going to show us really where we can contribute in yeah. a different way to bring health and healing and connection yeah. to the relationship as well.
0: One of the best things that I think we could...
1: See? Profound. Profound. Hey, stop with the okay. sound effects. Stop it. All right. uh,
0: one of the things I think we've learned over the years <laughs> he likes is... He pushing all the buttons. is <laughs> That's a good one there. This is my favorite one right here.
1: Hey, I'm laughing it up for everybody. No,
0: this is why I pressed this one. Because I think it's so important that you laugh with your spouse. You laugh and... (laughs) (laughs) It's good because I think when you understand um, they're not laughing at you, we're laughing together. Yeah. Because Sometimes
1: you're laughing at me though. No,
0: I'm not laughing at you. I mean, we've all done dumb things, but... (laughs) It, when you realize that, you know what, this is the woman, this is the, this is my partner. that I get to laugh with this person the rest of my life. You re, you really kind of eliminate the idea of this doom and gloom. Like my life is going to be, you know, this is going to be hard. We go through hard things. We do hard things yeah. as, as couples. Why? Because we know that we're better together. together and, and what we do together is far worth more than what we do apart.
1: I remember when we were newlyweds in in Oklahoma we were sitting at a restaurant and we were talking 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 and there was a couple next to us and they were older
0: oh my god and they weren't
1: talking to each other and we made a pact yeah. that we were never going to be that couple yeah. but then we became that couple we and we'd did. sit at restaurants and go we're not talking talk to me talk to me about anything we're that old couple that's not talking to each other anymore
0: yeah. so you know what and and I would just say this too you know it, there's a time to talk. We didn't realize that in every season, there's always seasons, you know, that we go through. Some seasons are laughy, laughy. Some seasons are cry, cry. Some seasons are quiet. And it just reminds me of that scripture passage in Ecclesiastes that says to every season or to every season or to every time there's a season and to every purpose under heaven, there's a there's a, a season that we go through. Yeah. There's a seat. There are seasons that we go through. And it's, it's important to understand that there's an enjoyment in each and every season that we go through. Paul yeah. said, I've learned to live and with much and a purpose. I've learned to live with much. I've learned to live with little. But in every season, I've learned to live content. And yeah. I just want to tell you, I'm content.
1: No, I'm content too. And there's, I mean, there's comfortable silences. It reminds Absolutely. me of when we were on vacation with our friends <laughs> and um, the Catranis and Alyssa and I took Allie and Katie our daughters shopping and we were driving back to the condo from the stores and we were all just sitting quietly and Katie looked at Allie and she goes, nobody's talking. Somebody needs to talk. And, um, Her mom just finally said, you know, when you're good friends, there's a comfortable silence. It's okay to be quiet. Yeah. And so she was quiet for about 30 seconds. And then she looked at Allie and she said, what are you being quiet about? (laughs) So every once in a while when we're being super quiet, I'll go, what "What are you you being being quiet quiet about?
0: about? (laughs) But the reality is. But uh, there's comfortable silence. There's comfortable silence.
1: And that's healthy too.
0: It's all healthy. As long as you understand this, this point that we're trying to make tonight the The goal of relationship, the goal of the goal of marriage, is connection. We stayed after prayer and Bible study tonight on it, our anniversary. It, on our anniversary, it ended about an hour ago.
1: Did it um, really?
0: Yeah, about an hour ago. It's almost about an hour, but we intentionally had. Um, said and determined we were going to do this tonight for you we wanted to just connect with each other gives us an an, you know another half hour with each other just in a room here in the church nobody's here in the building but we're connecting we're laughing together the goal of marriage is connection and the goal of marriage is to stay connected intentionally for the rest of our lives and and out of that you know i i would hope and i would imagine that maybe some of this the 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 motive behind this purpose or this podcast has come to light. You know, we're better together, and we say that often because, in the end, guys, relationships are all that matters. You're going to lie on your de- your deathbed someday. All of us will, and not one of us is ever going to think, "Man, I wish I would have worked more overtime."
1: I wish I'd have had more shoes. I wish
0: I'd have had more guns and more fishing poles. Cologne, cologne. well, cologne is a big deal. <laughs> No, we're gonna (laughs) stop. Don't tell everybody that. (laughs) But um, the uh, the reality is this: we will lay on that bed and think, "I wish I would have had five more minutes." Yeah. I wish I would have lived like I was dying. Yeah. And we heard that song years ago. That country song. I think it was Tim McGraw Mm -hmm. that sang that song, uh, "Live Like You Were Dying." And I'll never forget that. I think of you every time I hear that song. And uh, one of the reasons I think of that song is because I hope and pray that um, in all of my doing, that I don't forget to be your husband, to be your lover, to be your best friend. And I just want to tell you in front of all these people how much I love you. Mm. And I just, I would do it all over again.
1: I do too. I I would too. too. I still do. I still do. Well, do you want to bless the marriages and pray for those that maybe want to be married?
0: absolutely uh maybe even uh you're listening to this and your your spouse or your your family member your your spouse has passed away maybe you're widowed at this time and i just want you to know that god is your kinsman redeemer he's your husbandman right now and he's going to watch over you and protect you but father i, I just pray. i pray for those who are hurting who've lost loved ones who've lost spouses lord that you would by the power of the holy spirit just comfort them Father, for that one who's longing for a relationship, Father, help them to find contentment in You, so that they'll have something to give to that one when they come into their lives. Yes. Help them to understand, Lord, when they do, un- when they do see this person, that this person has been specifically handpicked by You, Holy Spirit, for them. I pray, Father, for those ones who perhaps are in a mundane season, who are in a very difficult season, perhaps they're in a fighting season, Lord. I just pray that you would just cause them to see and to know that the goal is is connection and maybe they need to let their guard down, set their pride aside and begin to reach again like they used to when they were first dating. Lord, I pray that in all of these circumstances and in every one of these situations, that even though this is being recorded, Lord, that whoever may be listening might find the courage to say, I'm sorry. that might find the courage to say, I love you again that might find the courage to pray for their spouse, to pray that they would return to the wife or the husband of their youth, that they would find contentment once again in the arms of their spouse, knowing that you've brought them together. God, I just thank you for families that are on the brink of divorce tonight, that are watching or that are listening to this. I pray that you would just help them. Help them to let their guard down, to put away their their swords, to put away their their anger, to put away put away their 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 button pushing. And Father, help them to just understand that there is a spouse that loves them. And there is a God in heaven who loves them. And there are two people in Warren, Ohio right now just praying for a marriage. Yes. Oh God, if you could do it with ours, you could do it with theirs. Let the testimony of Jesus in our marriage be the spirit of prophecy of what he'll do again. According to Revelation 19.10, Lord, I thank you that you're faithful and that you heard our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, listen, we um, we spent a little extra time tonight, um, but we wanted you to know that um, we're praying for you. We're, we're spending some time uh, on a long day at the end of a long day with you just to tell you that um, there's hope um, there is there's freedom in knowing that your spouse loves you and mm-hmm. and that you love your spouse and that the goal is connection so we hope then pray that um, sometime even this week that uh, Holy Ghost would give you boldness would give you wisdom to uh, reach and reconnect with your spouse This has been the uh, Michael and Tony anniversary show (laughs) tonight. I'm Michael. I'm Tony. And we are...
1: Better together. Better
0: together. We hope that uh, maybe in the weeks to come, um, you might join us here at Victory Christian Center, where we are all about the presence of God that heals, forgives, sets free, the dynamic power working in us. And we're all about the people that God brings into our lives to connect with. And so... If you're in the Warren, Boardman, Coitsville, Vianna, Newcastle, New Wilmington, Columbiana, or Boardman. Did I say Boardman already? I think
1: so. I think that's all eight. Viana? Boardman? I don't Come remember. Come join that. us
0: at one of our Victory
1: Clubs. You can get all the locations there.
0: You can find us on Facebook, <laughs> on Instagram. And know this. Um, we are, are better, better together. together. I love you, babe.
1: Love you too, babe.